Welcome to Fur What It's Worth. Wait, wait, we're doing this thing? An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. I just want you to know that you're all perverts. I don't know what I'm doing here. Please be sure to listen to this episode with your fireproof clothing on. I'm an innocent fox here. Rue and his second are still trying to get pregnant, and instead, they just keep making fire. Actually, you guys are streaming live. Oh. Woo! So we are Where? live. So, I want to see you fix this post. Hopefully, they get pregnant soon. So, welcome to For What It's Worth. This is Season 7, Episode 7, Minute 1. Once you pop, the fun stops. So, I am Tug's Puppy Bear. Joining me from Salt Lake is Rue. Yay! I'm here! Hi! I'm in the Salt Lake Studio, (laughs) or also the Slut Studio. S-L-U-T. The Slut Studio. That's right. And in our sound booth, as always, we have our Sergal Voss. Buttons, buttons, I'm pressing Mm. buttons. (laughs) <laughs> hubbub hubbub bees and carrots so rube what have you been up to yeah, you know i've been up to a lot of different things i've been watching um this amazing netflix series called erased you still have netflix yeah, i still have netflix dude there's great okay. shit on netflix have you not seen stranger things yet i i don't oh uh, you are so really out like of the loop motif. then no, 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 no. I, I didn't watch Stranger Things because I didn't, I didn't like the motif. Oh. I didn't like the, like the plastic 80s grandma feel Oh, it so had. You, don't, you don't like, um, you know, kids on bikes and getting into trouble? No, <laughs> no. I think it appeals to people who grew up seeing movies like Ferris Bueller and stuff. Like, it's kind of in that it same style. It is not a Ferris the, Bueller movie. No, 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 no. Not, not in terms of it being a comedy, but in terms of like... Like the set dressings, the lighting, the grain of the film that that they use and stuff, it feels like that. I think it definitely has a Goonies feel type thing. But, exactly. but that's besides the topic. I didn't want to talk about Stranger Things because, I mean, as much as I love and I could do a whole episode about Stranger Things because it's so amazing, I wanted to talk about Erased. And Erased is a, um, is a Japanese, um, Japanese uh, TV show that they've created that's basically about this guy that has the ability to go back in time. And um, he's basically trying to undo some of the events that happened in the past. So he kind of has like spider senses. Uh, I mean, he doesn't act, he's like Spider-Man in, in the fact that he has spider senses and he knows that something is going to go on that's going to go wrong. And when he sees, um, when he has those feelings, he goes back in time and he has to figure out what he has to change um, before it happens, so. So is Netflix rebroadcasting this? It's like I, I, made in I believe Japan, that or it is it's inspired by Japan. So, okay. But it's pretty cool. Um, also, I if you like that one, also check out Dark. That's a pretty good one too. But enough right. about that. Um, I have a. Let's talk about Terry. I have a Terry tumor time update. Does everyone know what time it is? Tumor time. That's right. Nuka Brand Tools proudly presents Tumor Time, now with Tug's Puppy Bear and Rue the Cookie Eating Vulpine. How, how is your tumor? So let's let's just briefly recap. How long have you been aware of this tumor now? Aren't you coming up on it's two years? It's been a year and a half. Okay, so a year and uh-huh. a half. And the doctor has basically combined with you, agreed that you're not doing anything with it. You're just kind of keeping yep. watch. And so this is, this is now a year and a half, so they're going to be... Um, looking at it to see if whether or not that it has grown. If it has grown, this is where they're going to determine if whether or not that um, 
if I need to go in for surgery or not or different things like that. So, But the tumor's like right by your eye, right? So it's not like they're going to crack your head open and like rip no, the No, it's out. more like, like it's, the it's... Egyptians where they break your nose and they go through your brain that way. <laughs> I thought it was near your eye socket, is uh, it not? It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of in that area behind it. That's why they go through the nose because it's... that's the easiest opening oh, to get to Oh, they really do? I thought you were just joking. <laughs> so what have you been up to? Wait, 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 wait. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Uh, I wanted to know, though, like, so so there will be another tumor time coming in the next episode with the results of if it's grown. Is that where yeah, we're at? Yeah, that's where it's going to be. If you want me to go into detail of what exactly happened, no, no, I think I've no, already no, talked no. about what what they it, it's entailed. If you have an MRI, they basically stick you in this this machine that looks like a great big gigantic donut. I was just curious oh, where we're do? at. That's all. All right, so what have you been um, up to, Mr. Tuck? You're asking. I have survived most of the holidays, as I've said before. FC is the last of the holidays for me, just because there's so much activity I have to do to get ready to be gone. And so we're coming up on that. I leave Tuesday, and I think that'll probably we'll probably be at the con when this goes Are out. You there, so I'm probably there now. Uh, I am. So normally I have been in Salt Lake, and I would road trip with my friends. So we've been doing this road trip for like 10 years. And now that I'm not where I'm at, it doesn't work out nearly as well to do a road trip. But because I believe in, in that kind of a tradition, I've had a lot of fun moments. I'm actually going to fly to Vegas and meet up with the caravan and then road trip from Vegas. Yeah, I could have flown just to San Jose, but part of the th- experience is that. So I'm excited for that. Uh, it's, it's different, though, you know. I've only flown to FC one other time or even involved an airplane in the process. It always gives a slightly different feel, but I'm not sure... Overall, if it's going to have any serious impact, I think it's just a different kickoff than I'm used to. Are you going to go to the Pinball Hall of Fame while you're there? I probably won't have time. <sighs> I have you know. sad. <laughs> I know. I love the place. Well, what else and What else have you been up to? So I've, I've discovered this problem. So as, as I'm very open about saying I'm fat. And I don't want to be fat forever, right? And that means that you have to think about shit like calories and fat and cholesterol, like all the shit no one wants to think about because who doesn't want to go to the mall and have a juicy Cinnabon? And not Cinnabon? thinking about things so like good. Pop-Tarts and butter? Yeah. Oh, my God. You did see my tweet. <laughs> and <laughs> no. And so I, I have been looking around and I have, I have gotten this really bad addiction now to antipasti, which is like salami and... <sighs> All those Italian meats that are sliced, they're so good. I'm probably going to get gout or something, but <laughs> I've been eating that. So I've discovered I go and get cheddar horseradish, uh, horseradish cheddar, I mean, and uh, garlic butter Ritz crackers and antipasti. And because the Amazon fairy will just deliver that. The Amazon and fairy so, that like, only lasts two hours to get. <laughs> it only takes two hours. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so I have been... Like, I'll, you know, I'll have uh, something to eat or I'll just kind of get pecker and then I'll want to snack. But that way I'm only eating like 200 calories. Yeah, there's a lot of salt, but since I drink so much water, it's not a big deal. Um, and then while I'm on the subject of antipasti, also, what the hell is up with green olives being so addictive? You know, I used to hate green olives, but I think as, you know, time has gone on and you need that more bitter type thing. Um, yeah. You know, I like yeah. it now. I, I used to hate it. They say that your palate shifts every six years. So, yeah, I've got this really bad Italian meat addiction, and I'm totally fine with it. And then after I'm done recording today, I have traded my car to get a new car, and I'm very excited about that. What? Okay, okay. you need to give us more details. What model? What did you get? 
It's blue. It's blue. That's all you're going to share. <laughs> yep. Because, <laughs> you know, furries got to get character matching cars. Oh, yeah. I mean, except I didn't get I didn't get a red car. I got a blue one. Well, you don't want a red car because insurance is expensive, which is funny because buying this car, it like has practically drives itself. It's not a Tesla. Uh, and so like insurance like dropped like crazy. I was really surprised. But look at us being adults. I think it's time for us to do the thing with the metal. Do oh, the cookie. oh, OK. <laughs> well, I, I, I need I need somebody to, to bring me into that and I'll turn over to Voss to bring bring us the cookie time moment song. Or saying. Is Rue in bed with pastries Same. again? Is he getting crumbs everywhere? The answer will not surprise you. <laughs> He's getting crumbs all over a second. All right, well, fire. here's the cookie. I'm breaking it open. And it says, ask your mom in bed with a cookie. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. I got to go to potty break. Bye. are now back and we have our special guest here today you typoed it this is aki you ty what? oh okay never mind <laughs> i don't know anything hi aki how's it going good how are you <laughs> good we're so good at introductions here <laughs> and for what it's worth so um who are you and what is your first where are you going man who am i that's how do i answer that question i'm i'm a guy that lives here on planet earth um that's good. Is this that's like writing start. your bio for Twitter? You're like, I don't know what to put here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of a deep question. Who am I? I man, that's it's like philosophy. What are the there. top three things you want furries to know about you? Are you a furry, first of all? <laughs> yeah, so I have been for maybe 10 years. Um, and so I guess the second answer to the second question, my fursona is a uh, rubber red panda. Um nothing else mixed in there nothing weird nothing made up <laughs> um wait 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 just awesome. so we can clarify this rubber and red are not linked it's, this is not a crayola color it's not rubber red it's a red panda no, so that is rubber red, red panda yeah a red panda that's not technically furry because he isn't a fur um it's a red panda that's basically just a rubber balloon that's that's what he is <laughs> so what craziness caused you to join the furry fandom um, a friend I met online, actually, that I, uh, found in the gaming community, um, and we started talking and found out we had similar interests, and this was before I knew furries even were a thing, and he's like, oh, you should look into, you know, this community, and at that time I was drawing, um, and I was starting to make a pretty good name for myself on DeviantArt, but he's like, oh, you should start posting a fur affinity, I was like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it all went and then downhill it, and from it there. all died from there yeah it all just crashed and burned because i was like oh okay there's a community out here that i guess i kind of fit into and uh yeah 
So you kind of already answered this, but um, so what do you do in the fandom? You already basically stated that you draw. Yes. Is there any other special talents that you do as well? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't have a suit. Um, mostly because it's a little hard for my kind of persona. Um, that and the, I think they look awkward and weird. <laughs> the inflatable suits, but no, mostly just art. Um, I don't. I, I thought, don't know what kind of. I thought. Sorry to interrupt you. I thought that you had. Uh, okay, like, so I had a tail once. A balloon tail and, and paws. Yeah. Um, I got rid of them because they were just too. I thought they were the coolest awkward. thing. <laughs> well, I, I know. I kind of miss them, and I wouldn't mind having a tail again. I don't think I'd ever do paws again, though. That was really difficult to walk in. I'm sure they were <laughs> difficult, but it looked awesome. Like, like you could literally just sit there, and that's all you could do. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I might get a tail again. Someday. So when you, it's kind of like one of those plush suits. No, Sorry, when you ahead. when you go to a con, then what do you end up doing? Just socializing, or do you go to specific events, panels? Do you have interests at the con that you engage in? Mostly socialize. Um, like every furry. I often meet up with my fellow artists in my little niche, um, and we just kind of hang out and draw. Um, I guess just sometimes take on you know little sketch commissions with people that know us and stuff like that. <laughs> awesome. How, how long have you been drawing again? Since I was a kid, but I guess as far as... Oh, I can't say professionally. It's not my profession, but like selling commissions and stuff. Ooh, probably five, six years ish, I think. Yeah. Is that is that awesome. what you do full time, or do you have a day job? No, no, it's a gotcha. hobby. Gotcha. No, I I work with a real job, and gotcha. <laughs> you know, I wish I could make enough money just drawing, but man, that's a, that's a tall order to fill. It's the dream for sure. So today's episode is about inflation, and it's been on our radar. I feel like we're finally digging up episodes we haven't been able to do for every room, but. Yeah, today we're doing an episode that I know we've talked off and on about for a while, and one that completely mystifies me. Being being a furry of flesh and bone and lovely soft fur that you should pet, it's uh, the concept of inflation to me is interesting because it's like I just feel I feel like if someone put I, this is what I imagine someone would put a nozzle in me. And then I'd probably have really bad gas for a while. And I know that's not what it is. <laughs> I know that. And I'm not, anyway, I'm not trying to make light of it because people are, people are into this legitly. So I think I, I'm very excited to explore this, this kind of thing. So define for us, if you would, what is inflation? That's, uh, so it's actually more of a sub um, niche of the greater thing that's called expansion because that's, there's a lot of that. Um, and that kind of uh, entails things like everything from inflation to weight gain um, to just like fat furries. That's a big thing in expansion. There's even like muscle growth. as That's sort of a sub part of expansion and like pregnancy and mpreg. And, <laughs> it, and it, it really goes on and on. Yeah. Like, and so inflation is just kind of uh, more of um a specific to like air or water, some kind of gas, <laughs> um, as far as that. And it's very cartoonish, um, which is probably kind of where it stems. So from. you brought up cartoons. So I, I, with this one, cause it's so different than my scene, 
I'm going to ask probably what are silly questions, but they're my burning questions. So, no, so do you do you get a kick, or do you have any more of an interest? You think in those cartoons where like the the character gets inflated like a balloon, and then the gag, you know, they're, they're like <laughs> flying all over the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what you mean. They go like flying around the room. Um, do Do you find that you're like, but, oh, I'm going to pay extra close attention, or is it just like you watch it, just like whatever? It's just another part of the show. Uh, no, it's definitely the uh, the first half of what you said, and that's kind of what kicked it off for me. Um, and so I've been into it basically as long as I've been, I can remember. And so I was super, super fascinated by like those little scenes and cartoons when I was just a kid. Um, and then I'd go draw it in my crappy crayons and <laughs> like I had this dinosaur coloring book that I'd like edit the di- the lines and like draw them like all brown (laughs) 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 and and try and fill it in but yeah so it's i definitely picked up on it when i was a kid i don't know why there's no rhyme or reason to it i just it's like oh wow that's really interesting oh kind of cool i don't know (laughs) so how did it um how did you finally like like did you how how did you come to the like this is this is it. This is this is what I'm into. I am into inflation, or I'm into, you know, being a balloon. Um, like, how did you come to that particular conclusion for yourself? And how how was your re- the reaction of the community? Because you know everybody's like everybody's a furry, but there's yeah. everybody has a certain specific interest of what brings them to the furry fandom. Mm-hmm. So what was, what was people's reaction, you know, different things like that? Um, I'm not sure about reactions, but what brought me there um, was, well, the internet. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> um, and uh, my little, uh, I mean, I don't know how old I was, probably not even a teenager yet, like 11 or 12, um, hopping on AOL. and You can say you looked I for porn, it's okay. For this kind of stuff. What's you can that? say you looked for porn. It's totally okay. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know it was porn then. Like, I didn't know that it was so, like, fetishized and, like, sexualized um, until many, many years later. Like, I honestly just wanted to look up, you know, the cartoons that I watched and see if there were, like, it just still images of it or something on the internet. Um, you know, and so I'd look up, like, Buster Bunny, you know, Inflated or something. Um, because that was a big cartoon I used to watch, and you know, the Looney Tunes, and the, you know, I ended up finding this stuff. I found like Yahoo forums back then, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there were groups for this stuff. And I was like, "Well, there's like other people out there that that are into this, that like you know this stuff." And it went downhill from there. <laughs> so I found DeviantArt at some point. And I started drawing terribly and making my own little things, and you know, it was pretty crappy, but I posted it online anyway. And, yeah, it just started all there. So for you, is um, any of this aspect of inflation, is it a kink for you or is it a sexual thing for you? Um, I think it's more of a, uh, it's kind of a mix of both. Um, I don't delve too much into the sexual side of it, um, but I definitely understand that it is, you know, a learning for people that are in my little interest group. Um Mainly, uh, I don't know. It's really kind of a mixed bag <laughs> for me because I, at least as far as my art goes and, you know, what I sell and what I draw, 
um, is definitely more of the happy, fun, cute, bouncy type instead of like the um, super hardcore. Awesome. <laughs> <in play. laughs> yeah, because it can get pretty dirty. Um, you know, I don't know how far you guys can like, talk about on this show. We're but, an like, explicit podcast, so okay. um, I mean, please feel... There's yeah, no, fi- no filter You can needed. fucking say what you I want. Mean, <laughs> Thanks, <Nope>. Tugs. <laughs> like I was saying, bef- you know, earlier, how you know inflation in particular is kind of a sub um, niche of uh, just expansion. As part of that, there's like come inflation, which is pretty self-explanatory, um, and that's obviously one of the more, uh, you know, kinky, hardcore, porn- pornographic sides of the expansion, like as a general, and you know, and there's a uh, that. <clears throat> kind of falls in the same category of like macro and micro and that's also kind of an expansion thing and but yeah it gets dirty um it's not really my thing i don't care um about it much and i don't care if i see it you know i don't like it doesn't disturb me or make me uncomfortable but i guess it's just not my thing i've always just like the cute fun cartoonish side of it more I'm not. I'm not. Um, so you let's know. see some <laughs> other. Um, I, I did a little bit of research. So some other ones that um, that are there. There's also breast inspa- expansion, mm-hmm. um, macromilia. I don't know what that is. I think that's like micro and macro, isn't it? Yeah, like growing just large, like a giant kind of thing. Um, hypertrophilia. What's that? I don't know. Hy- hypertrophilia? <laughs> sounds sounds technical. I don't know. Let's go let's turn to Google. It sounds like a medical condition. Hyper hypertrophy <laughs> is oh, muscles. Oh, that's what yeah. I mentioned that. Like muscle growth is a is a thing too. Man, that's like a scientific term for it. I don't know. <laughs> so you know, there's some other terms that I've I've seen in and that's like balloonies and mm-hmm. um files. <laughs> I've also seen that term as well. So have you heard of any of those terms? Yeah. So technically my fursona um, falls into the category of balloonies um, because he's literally is just like a rubber balloon. That's what he is. When um, you say rubber balloon, do you, are you, do you mean like a thicker type of rubber, like, like airbed yeah. vinyl type stuff or well, like, I, yeah, definitely. Uh, so this is where, you know, in the world of, you know, our world of furries, people have great imaginations. Um, I, uh, I've actually just recently sort of revamped my fursona and started actually writing some lore behind him. And, uh, yeah. So uh, as far as mine goes, he's made of like an incredibly thick, durable, like latex. So he's, uh, it takes quite a bit of effort to actually pop him. (laughs) Do you not now, now this is, since you said it, I got to ask. So how does popping play into this? Like, how does it play into it for you personally? Do you like being popped or not? And then how do you see it played out among, you know, on average with your friends? I, uh, I do actually, um, which is interesting because I used to hate it. <laughs> um, Cause it sounds like murdering up, in a way, you know, pop up, oh, you're gone. It, yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of up to the, the person that's enjoying it. Um, you know, how they want to inter- interpret it. You know, there's a lot of people and friends that I have that, are in this uh, community that are into the whole, you know, deflating and flying around the room that you uh, gave us a nice uh, audio demonstration of earlier. <laughs> um, 
yeah. Basically, <laughs> you know, and there's some, and there's, you know, there's people into that. There's people into just literally like exploding, um, just in like shards of rubber, like an actual balloon would. Um, but then it can get even crazier. And uh, so I think I, I feel like I have to backtrack here as far as popping goes. Um, Go ahead. So, you know, in this this realm of inflation, and then the the term balloonies, my persona is a balloonie. However, <clears throat> normal furries, you know, with actual fur and you know bodies, whatever, are also into this. Um, obviously, they're not going to like stretch in the same way as like a rubber balloon would, right? So, um. When normal furs that are into inflation, there's also like a extremely messy and violent <laughs> side of popping, which you can imagine <laughs> in like a horror film. Um, but you know, they're they might be into that too. So, um, obviously, that wouldn't happen with me because I don't have like guts and stuff in my persona. And but yeah, it's uh, there's there's a lot of options. You know, what this reminds <laughs> me of is when we did our, our Vor episode, we had this this discussion about okay so if you're being consumed at some point do you do you become digested and are effectively dead so with there's a little bit of a sort of parallelism in the sense of like you were kind of touching on it there so when you're popped do you are you, are you you don't consider yourself dead i'm guessing and then like you said you have other people who turn into like just a million little shards of latex do they are they dead at that point, or do they like somehow reform and come back to life? I'm imagining Hexus from Fungally, by the way, when I say that. But like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I uh, that's what I um, was saying before was how it kind of just varies person to person and what they like. Um, you know, when I used to RP, um, I haven't for many years now, but there were people that liked to actually like be gone, be dead at the end of like, if they got popped, um, that was never my thing. I always, uh, liked kind of, so my, my spiel was when my persona pops, it's like, he's a, a video game character and he has a respawn timer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, um, that's, yeah, that's my kind of fly around the room. Obviously don't need, Reforming, they just need reinflating. They just need to get um, get tied, and pat, you know, like patching up, and <laughs> so yeah, it really, really varies just on the person and what they like, and you know what what they want to do as far as their. There's there has to, I I mean not, we don't do anything as, as human beings without having a reason, even if we don't know what the reason is, because that's what psychology is. And so, do you think popping has some kind of like? influential source that that caused it to become a part of what you like or is is can you like pinpoint like oh i just i had this this thing happen and it's influenced me later or what does it represent to you you think psychologically to be popped um i think for most people it's kind of like the climax it's like a release ah uh. um, but honestly, I have no, not a damn clue. <laughs> well, and, and, and you know, that's a sticky question, and I hate to ask it because, because, well, no, because was that pun intended? <laughs> well, because the thing about it is, I remember like when when people say, "Okay, I I I enjoy this," or um, the big common was like, "I'm gay." People go, "Well, 
something had to have happened to you. And I'm not trying to do that. And I'm just putting it on the record, right? So that way people are, that are listening know. Um, but it's like, you know, as I, as I have grown and matured as a human being who sees a brain doctor to stay healthy, you know, like we should, uh, you know, I've learned that there are definitely things that even I'm not aware of that later on. I'm like, oh, that probably caused this behavior later. And it's really interesting to see. Um, so if you ever do find out, come back and tell us because I'm dying to know. <laughs> what would what would trigger you to uh, want to be popped? It's just it's such an interesting thing. Yeah, I I don't even know if there's an answer. Um, I'm going through my head and thinking of you know my friends that are also in this fandom and what you know what would they say? What do they think? You know, and it's there really is no reason to it. <laughs> in fact, like I said, I I used to hate it. You know, I. When I first found, uh, you know, inflation online when I was a little kid, um, you know, eventually I stumbled into, you know, people's fan drawings of characters getting popped. I was like, oh, no, that's kind of gross. That's that's scary. Like, it scared me. (laughs) So I see it like this. As I've been doing my research, it's kind of like, I'm sorry I'm using you as an example, Tugs. I'm sorry if I'm making you feel uncomfortable. But there are some some baby furs that are into wearing. And there are some that are not. Oh, sure. Sure. Right? Okay. So it's, I think it's very, very similar in this particular community that there are some people that like to be popped and then there are some people that absolutely do not want to be popped. And that's what I've seen in the research is that a lot of, um, I mean, there there are definitely some furs that do not like to be popped at all. And in fact, sometimes... Um, some people in the community are insensitive towards um, towards the balloon first, and they're like, and they just run in and basically like, oh, I have a needle, and <laughs> oh, I just popped you, and and they are like, no, you know, it's kind of like the the centaur episode where or um, Tars episode where we asked of whether or not that you could write on them. <laughs> it is not that is that is a not something that you do. <laughs> so I we have an email that we got to read, but before we do, here's my next burning question: Do you have an interest in the Puffy Paws toys that I always see sticking their head out of windows at cons? Um, the big inflatable, like I, you know, yeah, like yeah, they're like giant pool toys. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Um, I do. I uh, I've just for the novelty of it, I've actually. It's been just sort of in the back of my mind, like someday I kind of want to get one of my fursona. <laughs> um, but it's not something I like. Any kind of an interest. It doesn't I, have to be naughty. Like fantasize yeah. in my mind kind of a thing. Um, I just think it'd be fun to have like a giant pool toy of my fursona. <laughs> my boyfriend owns four of those things. Is, yeah, he, is right. he into inflation? Yes, he is highly into inflation. I don't know this, but I'm going to read this email. So this email is from Can- Canon Canon Canonical. Why I'm into inflation is because it's nice to feel round and taut, and it makes one all fuzzy inside, making one feel content. I came to realize I was into inflation when I saw a cartoon with anthro characters get inflated by many things, such as a fire hydrant and pump. Then later on, I joined DVR. Is this you? I began to find artists that drew inflated anthro characters. Fun fact: I became made it to a long-time inflation and chub artist. Little Blue Foxy, known as Marie the Foxy. Fat furs and inflation, I find, coexist. I mean, bigger is better, right? 
I feel in the art in the furry community has become more accepted, though there are some furs who say it's cringy, yet those turn out to be the hypocrites. Keeping infla- or explaining inflation to others can be difficult, but it's better to show them. It's also good to keep in mind on who you show or tell about inflation. Some people are just jerks. Inflation is a kink to me, yes. It can be arousing. I mean, how can it not be? You're full and round and warm. Feeling content and aroused is heavenly. I hope this insight helps. Colon three, canon. Colon three. <laughs> Thanks for uh, reading out that smart. I, I legitimately thought that that was an email from you under an alias, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, it's definitely. I mean, I've actually brought this. There's a Telegram group for us, and uh, I actually brought this question up just out of curiosity, like what you know, what brought everyone into this, and it's pretty common. It's uh, it, you know, cartoons and stuff is a pretty common starting point, um, as well as the uh, Willy Wonka movie. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, that, that was a big one too. And you know, that's its own like subsection of expansion. Blueberries, <laughs> that's its own thing. You know. Is that a form of transformation, turning into a blueberry and I, growing really big? It's like border. It's like on the fence of trans, um, transformation inflation. I think because like, huh. they're filling with like blueberry juice, right? So I don't know. I'm indifferent. Right. I'm neutral on the the blueberry thing. All right, I'm gonna do one last burning question before we go to break. Is it is it a, a thing for you to like like get filled with helium and then like tied on a string and carried around by your boyfriend? Is it like a cool thing for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, if I was gay, or girlfriend, then, yeah, I, that I was assumptive. Be, um, I'm sorry. So for me, it's for me, it's girlfriend. Um, but uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, but yes, definitely, um, it is a. Uh, I don't know. I guess it kind of fall. So I feel like there's a lot of overlapping kinks that happen here, um, because for that side, you know, being tied on a string and just floating, it's kind of like the helplessness kink you know you're in full control of someone else they can let go if you want if they want and you go flying away Um, and so it's that kind of like you know you're you're not in control and that's kind of its own interest um is you know the the feeling of helplessness and um i don't know what the word like weak the lack of control yeah like you know someone else is in control someone else is you know it, it also kind of that ventures into the whole like dom and sub thing you know you're you're not in control (laughs) you're tied to a string well everyone we're gonna just like let you go into the wind as you go on to break wow we'll be back in one minute (laughs) hailing frequencies open smoke scale aquatus here with another round of news for you the first of the new year in fact as of sunday january 14th Here are your space headlines. Orbital ATK has won a contract from Intelsat to build a second MEV, Mission Extension Vehicle. They're already in the process of building the first one, which is slated for launch in late 2018. It can rendezvous with a satellite, dock with it by grappling onto existing features rather than needing dedicated hardware, and it can refuel it, possibly even affect minor repairs, like rebooting it. China had launched a communications satellite not that long ago, and the upper stage suffered an error, putting the satellite into the wrong orbit. Controllers were able to correct its orbit using the satellite's own propulsion, but it used so much fuel that it greatly reduced its expected lifespan. Now imagine if an MEV could refuel it. China would get the full expected life out of it, or more. You can bet China's probably developing their own MEV. This vehicle can even act as a space tug, pushing satellites into a higher orbit or dragging satellites into a lower orbit possibly to re-enter and burn up rather than end up a space junk. 
This is a vital service that Orbital ATK is getting a head start on compared to other companies. There's a whole lot of dead or hibernating satellites out there that we could harvest components or materials from. The MEV could make that possible. Scientists have recently positively detected direct evidence of the hole in the ozone layer over Antarctica actually beginning to heal. The hole, caused by volatile compounds like CFCs, chlorofluorocarbons, was discovered in 1985 and resulted in the governments of the world enacting the Montreal Protocol, which phased out the use of compounds that can deplete ozone, like CFCs, which have long been banned in most countries. Unfortunately, some nations still do not abide by the Montreal Protocol, but the sharp drop in production and use of such chemicals has had an effect. It's difficult to detect the progress of the hole closing up, especially since the weather, specifically the temperature, has an impact on concentration of dangerous compounds. Depending on the temperature, certain compounds will appear in higher or lower concentrations, so it's best to take several readings throughout the year. The more data you have, the better you can model what's happening. The better you can model, the more accurate your predictions. And as of right now, predictions show that the hole will be effectively closed by sometime between 2060 and 2080, though scientists say there will still very likely be a very small hole. This is great news. It means there will be less harmful radiation from the sun that can cause cancer. Now if only we could completely eradicate the production and use of all ozone-depleting substances everywhere. It might, dare I quote Bill Nye, change the world. Recently, SpaceX launched mysterious classified payload Zuma. We still don't know which agency commissioned its construction or launch, but we do know that Northrop Grumman manufactured it. We also know that the Falcon 9 performed nominally, as SpaceX likes to say. The first and second stages performed as expected according to launch teams, and the first stage landed back at LZ-1 without incident, making it the 21st successful landing. However, there seems to be some disagreement about the fate of Zuma. Rumors suggest that it did not enter orbit, or that it didn't enter the correct orbit. Some are blaming SpaceX, some are blaming Northrop Grumman because of the insistence on using a custom payload adapter, the mechanism and structure that keeps a satellite mounted on the upper stage. No one is saying anything about the health or condition of the payload, but SpaceX isn't letting this slow their launch cadence. They've got a mission for SCS at the end of January, and they're still conducting tests on their shiny new Falcon Heavy, which is at the Cape and has even gone vertical a couple of times ahead of a critical static test fire of all 27 engines. The test fire has slipped multiple times, but by the time you hear this, it might actually have happened. It might be successful, it might explode, destroying Elon Musk's midnight cherry red Tesla Roadster, which has been sealed up in the payload fairing. Stay tuned for more. Astronaut John Young, the commander of Apollo 16, the fifth mission to see humans land on the moon, passed away earlier this month. He was 87. Young was something of a legend among astronauts. He flew on six different missions across three different programs, Gemini 3 and 10, Apollo 10 and 16, the shuttle missions STS-1, the maiden flight, and STS-9. He was the backup commander for Apollo 13, so when the ship ended up crippled in space, he got to work in simulators and with engineers, developing procedures, workarounds, and fixes that the crew needed in order to survive until splashdown. He was known for his exceptionally dry and witty sense of humor. While at a press conference about the space shuttle, a reporter expressed concern about ejecting from the shuttle while the solid fuel boosters were still burning. This was back when the shuttle actually had ejector seats like a jet fighter. When asked how that could be accomplished, Young took a moment, pulled his microphone up to speak, and said, you just pulled the little handle. He also had some strong opinions about the food astronauts ate. Against orders and in defiance of the safety of the ship, 
he snuck a corned beef sandwich aboard Gemini 3. Once on orbit, he pulled it out and took a bite. Immediately, crumbs went everywhere. Not something you want to have happen. They could have gotten into his eyes or clogged up instruments or equipment. He was reprimanded for that, but it's still something of a legendary story. He also took exception to the fruit-based diet NASA had the crew on while on Apollo 16. There was a situation while on the surface of the moon where his microphone was still on when he confided in his crewmate, Charlie Duke, that he, quote, had the farts again, end quote, before Houston called up telling him he had a hot mic. When he was informed, his first response was, well, how long have we had that? Young was an extraordinary man, and he will be dearly missed. That's all for this round. Stay tuned for the next episode of For What It's Worth for more. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans. Alright, and welcome back to For What It's Worth. We hope you enjoyed your space news, and we also want to share an interesting fact with you. Circles are pointless. <laughs> what? <laughs> Alright, and now we're going to do the thing we always do, which is worship the people who have given us money to do what we do today. So we're we reloaders, not <laughs> Yeah, no, we're not. So we would like to say thank you to Simone Booga Snares, creator of Meteor Showers, Skylos Swift, Guardian Lion, Loki Mutt, Cody for four months now has continued to give us money. I don't understand this. Uh, Rifka, Artorius Ichisake, and I haven't even prepared for this, but I know someone who wants one. After this, we're probably going to go and get a Doritos Locos Taco from Taco Bell with pink hair. Yes, the pink hair variant is called the Docos. Try it today and then give it some sour cream in the butt. And that's <laughs> and that's how we sell out this episode. If you'd like to join the madness, go to patreon.com slash FWIW. Remember, they rolled back the fee change structure, so you still don't get screwed. <laughs> Rue's just losing his mind over there. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. That was awesome. That was the you 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 deserve a clap. <laughs> and now to undo that. Hey Rue, by the way, I forgot to ask you when you were on break. Did you hear about the short sighted circumciser? He got the sack. <laughs> what? All right, so back to the topic. We're talking about inflation. I blew everything no, up. I'm sorry. The monetary <laughs> You blew guide. everything up. <laughs> the puns are real. So what type of, what, what body parts that um, furries can get inflated? Oh, they'll do just about everything, honestly. Like, quite literally. Even, I've seen inflation art of eyeballs before <laughs> really yeah like yeah, well I'm, yeah like when they when they bug eye you so know like bulge at, yeah like or you know their head you know, this, uh, literally everything has been done <laughs> so i have to ask you now that Even i have learned belly buttons 
belly button inflation? Yeah. yeah. You need an Audi. Yeah. Like <laughs> inflated Audi. Seriously. Like it's, I mean, it's not my thing, but I've seen it. Like it. There's literally everything that's been done. So these are the some of them that I found. Uh, bust inflation. Penal ball inflation, yeah. um, um, belly or womb inflation, Woomy. rear and thigh inflation, head um, inflation, foot inflation, um, hand. Um, oh, there's also tail inflation as well. Mm-hmm. So if you want that tail to always be ra- raised, you should just be a fox. I mean, I mean, um, <laughs> a husky. Yes, they are always... Anyways, um, you can also get full body inflation in which full body inflation um, is what we already kind of talked about of uh, being a party balloon or you could be blown up to be one of those great big gigantic Macy's Day blimp balloons <laughs> or you could be the size of a planet. Yeah. The size is greatly varied too. <laughs> is there person any, to person. Is there any of them that we've missed? Uh, that belly button you, inflation was interesting. <laughs> did you cover? Did you? Uh, did you touch upon butts? <laughs> That's one. You know, there's a lot of rears, and we already. I was mentioned breast expansion was a thing too. So I was going to ask yeah, you. So boobs, boobs and butts are a thing too. So for guys, so for gay guys, I I can assume, and I feel okay in making this assumption that like penile inflation is like yeah. I love a good mm-hmm. big penis because penis. <laughs> but you, preferring the ladies, do you do you find that you would look for a woman who like enjoys breast inflation, or is that like not a thing? It's actually not a thing for me. Um, breast inflation, yeah, I, um, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> is, does it <laughs> no. is it is it because like it's just too absurd? Like, does it push the limits of even? in fantasy of like, okay, that's just silly. Like, I don't want no Nat Geo boob or something. Or is it just like, whatever, I don't care at all because it's more of a, an interest versus a kink. Um, I think it's cause, uh, I kind of have conflicting interests as far as that goes. Gotcha. Um, and so uh, you know, I don't mind it. I think it's it's okay. You know, I I've you know saved or liked a few photos I found of you know breast inflation in the past, but definitely not like my forte. I guess it's not the the highlight of. I hear you. I mean, so. I, I I don't get into like there's. I have hard lines. Everyone has hard lines. Sometimes though, you just find a good piece of art. You can appreciate some good art, even mm-hmm. if it's not necessarily your scene, right? Yes, definitely. I yeah. agree. So, I wanna I wanna ask, where is your valve? My <laughs> um, son actually doesn't have one. Really? Yeah, it's just uh, per mouth for him. So, just so that people know, what are valves as far as like um, in, that's steam. related to inflation yeah, or, so. or balloon furs um, or rubber furs? Basically, uh, a beach ball. I think of a beach ball. Um, the uh, a little valve you you know pull out and flip open to to blow in. That's uh <laughs> that would be uh the valve from some other uh you know balloon furries. And there's it's kind of an even subsection of that. There's a lot of specifically pool toy furries. Um and that's more common with them that they'll have like a valve like that and usually like on their belly or on their tail or something. 
I'm sure there's some naughty places that a, li- a lot of them put it. <laughs> um, Inflate me there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's my persona being more of just like a, a you know, a l- rubbery latex balloon. He doesn't have a valve. Are there, are like, there a, ones, like a pool toy would. Are there, are there personas that have like the vacuum pumps like in an airbed? I only ask because there's an airbed next to me and the word inflate is really big on it. Funny enough. But like, <laughs> no, but good. like really though, like do people have like those vacuum pumps or is that like, nah, nah, that's too mechanical. <laughs> that's a good question. I've never seen one, but now I almost want to design just a random character that has like a built-in like inflating fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never, yeah, I've never seen one before and that's uh that's funny. That's a good idea. So we talked <laughs> we talked a little bit about popping, but what about deflation? Like, what what happens to you if all your air like has been removed, like taken out of uh, you? You're not popped. Yeah. Just is that a thing? With yeah, it is for some people. It's not for me. Um, <laughs> I guess I could imagine it RP it as I'd just be like this lump of rubber, <laughs> just like this. this this mound of like rags basically is on the floor. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's not really my thing. I know that some people are into it. It also goes into the whole, uh, um, deflating and flying around the room type popping as well. Usually that's the, uh, usually that's the come down from the climax for people that are into, Oh, popping. Yeah. They'll deflate. In that that totally makes sense, though. Yeah. it's. You know, I could not hear you. What did you say there? I said that totally makes sense. Lots of sense. All the sense. All the sense in the world. Many sense. You know, we have another email. Yes. Um, Tugs, do you want to go ahead and read that? Yes. He says, Hi, uh, blah, 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 an inflation enthusiast guest. I think you should actually get a badge that says inflation enthusiast now. (laughs) Seiichi Raccoon here again. I wanted to write in and clarify and explain a few things. Back in one of the previous episodes, I wrote in about weight gain and the guests tied it to inflation. While there are a few similarities and I see how someone could make that connection, I don't think they're the same thing for a number of reasons. With weight gain, some of the process may include some kind of inflation like stuffing or horse feeding. But the angles are different. Inflation is a temporary thing in most cases and doesn't integrate into the body of a subject in a longer-term way like fat does. With weight gain for me, it's about the lasting progression over time and other things like where fat is distributed and the way gravity applies, which adds to it feeling realistic. I've also heard the term expansion used for weight gain and similar things like overall size growth, usually involving macro, and specific part extension, breasts, bellies, penises, etc., Sometimes to hyper-proportions, but really, I feel like each of these are still different enough and share only a few specific elements rather than being the same thing. You can tell since many people are into only one of these things rather than all of them. Having said that, I do enjoy certain kinds of inflation, but I'm not into things like popping or balloons or inflatable characters. Though I did date someone who tried to get me to pool toys and that just didn't happen. In case you haven't gotten into the details yet, there are a variety of things that are popularly used in inflation, including liquids in gases such as water, liquidized food, sexy fluids, read with a seductive voice and wiggly eyebrows, (laughs) air and helium, 
These can be delivered by machines, tanks, or others, such as blowing or peni, and can be operated by the user or other participants. There are sometimes interesting dynamics that apply to either a group or subtle situation, such as coercion, which can include things like hypnosis, accidental overinflation because the user isn't able to reach the valve controls to turn them off. There are also multiple places to insert such things. You don't have to use your imagination hard to come up with the obvious ones. Many kinds don't include any kind of specific, overtly sexual interaction, though some do add that element or are based around it entirely, such as cum inflation. The final size of the subject also varies based on the artist and commissioner, and even with popping. I've seen it range from post-pop resulting in a character going entirely back to normal, to others resulting in full-on gory bits everywhere. At one point, I discovered there's also a real-life practice of inflation using air or water or other things, sometimes using the assistance of toys... I guess you can consider funnels to be part of this as well, relating it back to weight gain. Do I think the specific inflation happening via places lack a gag reflex? But I'm not touching that with a four-foot hose. I do appreciate that people share details about their experiences to help help keep others safe who would like to attempt similar things. And if you're considering attempting something with your own body, be sure to do your research and know the risks. Thanks for reading and selecting this fun topic to expand our knowledge. Ha ha! Seichi. Wow, there's a lot in here to uh, go through. So... The first thing is that he made a very good point of saying that weight gain does not necessarily equal inflation, and that it, inflation is more of a temporary thing. Do you do you agree with those two points? Uh, <clears throat> yes and no. So it's so variable to everyone. Um, so touching back to when I. Uh, was more of an avid RPer on some forums. Um, basically, I've met people that were rapid, like weight gainers, which is a lot more like you know inflation or expansion. It's just basically expansion with like lard. <laughs> um, but then I've also met you know other inflationists that get blown up with like a gas or just air. Um, and they like they like the idea of it lasting forever. Like, oh no, now they're like a permanent blown up pool toy for someone. And so it's really both. Um, it just it varies so much with the person and their interest and what they like and you know what what they have come up with, what they think of their character. You know, it's so yes and no. Um, it it's really gray. <laughs> a lot of muddy gray area because a lot of it overlaps and um it just it just depends on the person um you know what i what i basically ended up seeing when i was um doing a little bit of research is that um expansion um i i do actually agree with parts of these emails and the fact that expansion is usually more related towards weight gain um, and expansion is more of the term for that rather than inflation, even though that inflation is still kind of part of it as well. And, um, yeah, I'm not making any sense, but, um, that's what I would, um, that's what I was reading up on is that expansion is kind of, um, um, uh, more of the term that's used as far as weight gain itself. So I, I'm curious, I'm curious too, um, Rue. Because it, that's it's a good point because people are we know people that are doing the weight gain thing for real, right? Yeah, yeah. And so what about? But they're like, doing it in real life. It's not a role play. It's yeah, a, right. No, no, no. They're I know. eating and ordering tons and tons of pizza and just sitting and eating the whole entire time. 
So, but but what I'm asking is just tying it to real life in general because Seichi was talking about this. Like, Aki, do you know of anyone who is doing real life inflation? How does that even work? Um, not personally. Um, I've chatted with some people online, just you know, like in my Telegram group or random like you know inflation chat groups. I'm in like Discord and random crap. But um, yeah, there's some on line that I've talked to and it's primarily done with like a fish tank pump <laughs> just a really low flowing like um airflow and a tiny little tube and it's up your butt <laughs> um I the idea of it scares the shit out of me so I uh no pun intended um, can't you can't you injure yourself? <laughs> I mean, I, I know that you don't know, but you know more than I do. Can you injure yourself pretty pretty good with that sort of? A yeah, yeah, you can do serious damage. Um, and so it's like you know you're basically, you know, pumping a small amount of air into your gut um, from your butt. That rhymed. Um, <laughs> well, what but, if it goes? What if it goes the other way? What if you're doing it from your from your mouth? And um, that doesn't work as well. Um, because you usually end up burping it all up re- a lot easier than you would like farting air out. Um, but there is like, I, you know, there's even videos out there of people that do like a Coke and Mentos inflation where they drink like a whole two liter and then down some like Mentos and then it just fizzes up. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the, it's not alluring to me at all in real life. It's so, it's so much just cartoon and fantasy for me that it's it's just not my thing and i think it's kind of could be really reckless um to be screwing with your own body in that in that way that's just my two cents though well well, and i feel that way as well with when it comes to to fat first you know eating purposely eating Mm -hmm. in real life to gain weight to become unhealthy i think that is um like i mean it's like that mcdonald's guy what is it called Super uh, size me. me, yeah. Super size me, yeah. like doing things like that. That that's stupid. Yeah, I, I don't it's know. That's just my it's personal. Like clog feelings. your arteries and die, basically. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's it's dangerous, and I, you know, I wouldn't support it. What what <laughs> you, do know, you know? If people want to do it, I'll let them. You know, they can do their own thing. But yeah, I'm not. But we actually have another email that um, it actually ties directly into this. I'm sorry if I'm interrupting you, Tugs. Um, did you have well, something before we go to the next? Well, thing? I just wanted to touch on the liquid inflation thing that Sage you brought up too, which is okay. Like, do you have you done any any kind of liquid type inflation? What do you mean, do like you, you, in real life or in like real, drawing? No, 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 fantasy uh, life again. We're we're, we're um, done with real life. Real life goes has gone away. This <laughs> okay. is back to the to the fantasy world. Um, I've drawn it a few times. Yeah, I mean, it's come up in my you know, commissions before a lot. It's like water um, balloons and stuff. Yeah, type so things, right? I, you know, I don't mind it. Um, is it common? Yeah, it's pretty common. It's quite huh. common. I had, ne- I had never actually occurred to me till I read that. I mean, it makes total sense because I've I've made water balloons. Everyone has. And I'm like, yeah. well, yeah. I just I always just imagined air, like you know, my my airbed over here. You know. All right, so we have another email. His uh, it's from Mac, and um, why don't, why don't you go ahead and read that? You want me to read it? Yeah. Okay. So Mac is saying, man, I'm gonna have to get a better view here. Uh, inflation is, an, is complicated and I don't think all of it can be explained I also agree um, I would absolutely view it as a kink personally since it seems to be very sexual in the nature of it 
Um, don't agree. Vampires, <laughs> I think, are something different, especially considering that most inflation focuses more on the belly or a specific body part and not as much as the rest of the body. Though, depending on the art, I think it's easy to pretend that they have successfully been inflated. So take that to mean what you will. Personally, the part of inflation I like is cum inflation, which in which the orgasm either lasts longer, stronger, or multiple of them with the end result producing so much semen that the partner becomes inflated. I like this method because it feels more intimate since the ejaculate doesn't seem... Is that right? Doesn't simply sit near the outside of the body but is contained by it in massive amounts. Um... You want me to read this whole thing? This goes on for a long time. Yeah, keep going. (laughs) In effect, your partner becomes the container for your essence, and you give them a part of yourself that is visible. And I think that is a key point. The visible nature on having an effect on someone's body during sex. Another possible explanation is wanting to take care of your partner and provide. Seeing the swollen belly might indicate good health, since you are, in essence, feeding them as well, providing, giving them what they need, It feels good to be able to do that. As supporting evidence, I point to ancient Chinese culture in which overweight partners were more desirable and more attractive because it indicated well-fed, good health, and wealth. Some of it may also come from a position of dominance or having power over your partner. Imagine yourself as very fertile or weighting them down with it, immobilizing. I think that in some aspects it is very primal and may even be linked to pregnancy. However, that may be a very frightening deduction. Most other furries think is repulsive, I think, because most do not understand it. I think also some envision so also some also envision the bodily harm it could do when someone while most of the inflation community chooses to ignore that part when role playing it or in art. I think that was it. So since you read it, you get right up the, first the, the next part of hello there is the, yes. is the okay. <laughs> just want to make sure that I'm not like, continue on. Um, well, I kind of just touched upon it at the start. Uh, yeah, it, I think they're on to, uh, the right idea, but, um, their, their opening line there is 100% accurate in that it just can't really be explained. And I think it's different for everyone. Um, so like when I said, I don't agree that it's purely a kink in all sexual nature. I think that's not correct. Otherwise, you know, the old cartoons I watched as a kid would be porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that would be a little awkward and I don't think that was its intention. I don't think, you know, the, the artists at, you know, Warner brothers, you know, and Looney Tunes are like, Oh, let's draw this inflation porn into our cartoons. Um, it's just different for everyone. Um, and, you know, that's kind of, that was kind of my two cents on it. You know, some might take it 100% sexually. And um, as he touched on a lot of the, uh, the sexual side of it and the cum inflation side of it. Whereas people like me, it's more of a just fun thing, you know. And sure, it can be a kink too. Um, but it's just, it's, it's so variable. <laughs> so different for everyone. We have one more email, I think, right? Um, yes, we do have one more email. I did want to, um, just state real quick with Matt. Um, I wanted to, um, extend a thank you out to him and his, his group. Um, 
Inflation Station. That's in um, a Telegram group. And um, if you want to learn a little bit more about it, I mean, it is a not safe for work group, so um, I'm not in that one. I'm you, gonna go look for it. You're more than welcome to <laughs> add add that, but um, he's the admin of that group. So now we're arriving at Inflation Station. <laughs> Actually, don't even know how to search groups. All right, you, I'm gonna take the next uh, email I'll, then, huh? I, I can read it. It's a fine. Oh, okay. So this is for an, from anonymous. It says, "Hello there, cast up for what it's worth and guest." Um, when I read that the topic of this week week's episode was inflation, my mind began to expand <laughs> as though um, as as thought after thought until it burst. Goofy puns aside, I adore this topic, and to be quite honest, I adore a lot of kink um, discussions. Inflation was a kink that I found through the furry fandom. A lot of artists who drew other um, types other type belly expansions, so weight gain and pregnancy also tend to draw belly inflation too. The popping of characters um, by means of inflation is something that I discovered within the past few years. Folks seem to have a strong like or a strong list dislike for popping. Um, what's the cast and guest take on it? We did kind of a little bit talk about that already, um, but I'll continue. Um, it says, um, my second question is, is there an intersection between in inflation in the furry community and balloon fetishism? Um, the later is something that I discovered very, very recently. Folks seem to, um, to be spilled into popping, or sorry, split on the popping within the community too. Lastly, um, where can someone go to meet other furries who are interested in inflation? Thanks for reading, and have a happy new year. With loves, cookies, and hot sauce, Anonymous. Cookies and hot sauce doesn't sound like a good combination. It's <laughs> a reference to last She's episode. She's referring to our last episode because we had hot sauce and cookies. <laughs> okay. Man, who came up with that idea? So, um, like I said, we already talked about um, the, the strong likes and dislikes on um, popping. Um, I'm, I'm, if I did popping myself, um, you know, it would definitely not be something that, I don't know. I just don't have any, I don't believe that Rue can be physically harmed. That's, that's my issue. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if somebody shoots me, nothing affects me. That's just my character. I, I don't know. I call bullshit. God, because I'm like, uh, I'm like a superhero. <laughs> no, I call bullshit. Why? Because your character draws heavily from the Mario universe. There are two things that I can kill you with. Shows. Lava and a thwomp. <laughs> you can't kill me. I would just come back to life. Yeah, you'd have your respawn timer. Uh, yeah, that's like me. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about a respawn timer. The thwomp would just come down and it would just like bonk me on the head and it'd be like... <laughs> this like has little, nothing to do with inflation, sir. What's that? This has nothing to do with inflation. Probably not. But anyways, <laughs> so about yourself, uh, Mr. Tugs, would you like to be popped? <laughs> uh, I like to pop off. I like to <laughs> pop in a different kind of sense, but not that kind of popping. You know, I, <laughs> I, for me, believe firmly that things that are inside me should remain there, um, especially my organs and um, blood. 
you know, um, and I don't like styrofoam. So um, do you want to touch base on her um, second question? The inter um, the intersect between inflation in the furry community and balloon fetishism. Oh yeah, that's um, <clears throat> that's actually really, 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 really common, um, uh, including me. I think a little. Uh, like I said, I had a a, a suit at one point <laughs> um, with an inflatable tail, and you know it's it's kind of fun. Um, and so from my personal standpoint, it's. A lot of it's kind of just rooted in, uh, so this is actually made me think, this is actually a, a, a hate it or love it thing, but balloon sounds, the noise, the squeaking, um, I love it. And I think that's what ties me into like the actual physical, like balloons type part of it. Whereas I know some people, it's one of those like nails on the chalkboard type sounds, um, it just drives them crazy. But that's, I think that's my personal side of it. Um, but it is very, very common for people that are inflation also are into just like balloons in general in real life. And, um, yeah, because yeah, I, mean, I, have, I have a couple friends that are really into humping balloons. I, I've just accepted that that's who they are. I don't get it. But like, <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, another thing is like stomping on balloons. That's also really, really common. Um, it's just, it's really, I just forgot my train of thought. I just died. Uh, you know what you sent my on. mind? You sent it over to Bob's Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> you know the episode I'm talking about when they go to Florida? No. What? Yeah, there's, um, they go to Florida and the pool's closed and the kids are hunting for a snake. And then uh, Linda's grandparents are living in a swinger community. And her her father in law apparently is into like balloon stomping and popping and stuff, but didn't want to. Uh. But he didn't want to tell Linda's mom because he thought that he'd be judged for it. It it wasn't that he thought he'd be judged for it. It was because the mom had a fear of popping sounds. Is that what it was? Yeah, I thought so it was partially like he was scared too. of being made fun of somewhere, so he couldn't do it. So the the, the the end result was getting earplugs. <laughs> you, uh, okay. you know, I think the people that really super despise like popping and inflation in the community are probably the kinds that hate that hate the noise. Now that I think about it. You think? Yeah, because I've met a lot of people that are into inflation, but they like hate. They're actually scared of balloons in real life because they're scared of them popping. That my husband's like that. Like he, if he sees a balloon, he leaves. It doesn't yeah. matter. I've had him almost just like jump gives out of him the car. just gives him anxiety, you know. Like, oh, he probably loves it when I start making balloons because you know I nope. I know how to make balloon art and stuff like that. He'd are run away. Say, are you going to do that with our that guest? Later. Are you are you going to tie Aki into like a new shape? <laughs> Could you know? I actually used to do balloon panels at um, uh, Rocky Mountain Furcon, and there was all these balloon furs that were like. Can you like twist me up? <laughs> I'm like, okay. It's <laughs> a little creepy. Uh, Man. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Any any other thoughts that you have about inflation? If there's anything else that maybe maybe because I know that you're more closer to the balloon side of mm-hmm. side of things as well. Is there some things that you want to share about the balloon? 
side or just any final thoughts that you have? Sorry, it's always the question that... You know, and it's definitely flipped for me. Um, I think back then what I was really um, craving, I guess, was just somewhere to be accepted for the things that I liked. (laughs) Um, And, you know, the the furry fandom, it was so common in the furry fandom that it just, it it worked. Um, You know, I just slowly started coming out into, you know, like, designing my new fursona which it is now the you know aki the red panda balloon and it, it just kind of fell into place naturally i guess so um are you, um what would you say to the person people that are out there that are scared that i mean scared of being judged i would say definitely just be yourself um because that was the biggest thing that pushed me is that actually the biggest thing that was my motivation um, was the people that will push you away and reject you or say you're a freak are not the type of people you want in your life anyway. Um, so if you be yourself and someone accepts it, then they're a good friend. I'd say, you know, cling on to it, you know, it, and it opens up a whole new world because now you can be yourself and now you have friends that are around you that accept you for who you are instead of hiding in a shell and just wishing that they'd accept you. But you'll never know until you take that dive. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Now, on that note, we'll go to break. <laughs> you know, but maybe maybe my memory is being bad, but... Way, way back when, because I've known you for a while. I mean, we, we haven't hung out, like, all the time, but I, I've known you for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so I remember long ago that, you know, one of the things that you were struggling with is, you know, just talking to people that this was something that you were interested in. Yeah, because uh, I actually sent you a note about that when you were first doing your podcast, you know, and um, it was actually a question I raised um, to you in one of your shows. Because <laughs> um, I think back then I was, this was back when I was still new into the, the furry fandom. Like I might have might have been only been it for like a year or two. Um, and at that point, I, there was no like inflation shown on the outside. Um, I didn't really even have a solid persona yet. Uh, in fact, back then I I was considering my persona as to just be an Eevee <laughs> Pokemon. Um, there's nothing wrong but, with the Pokesona. Yeah, there's, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there, it just depends on, anyway, that's a different topic that I don't want to touch on. Um, All right, so before we go to break, we just want to let you know this segment is brought to you by Joseph Stalin. Joseph Stalin always wrote lowercase because he hated capitalism. All right, Rue, take us to break. What? It's worth. Brought to you by the What It's Worth brand whipped dessert topping. When you need something thick and creamy in your mouth, think for what it's worth. Extracted from only the finest cows, our whipped dessert topping is sure to satisfy. And our cows have the biggest horns. You know what they say about cows with big horns, right? Of course you do. Yes, our cows are the horniest. For What It's Worth brand whipped dessert topping comes in a variety of flavors. Regular, chocolate, cinnamon, and beef. 
just what you need to top that tasty treat you're so eager to get your lips around. And if you're lactose intolerant, you can always support for what it's worth by contributing to the Patreon campaign. The tiers are quite affordable, and there are plenty of incentives. After all, you don't want us telling everyone about that weird thing you do when you're home alone, do you? Of course you don't. Just visit patreon.com slash fwiw to join in before it's too late. For what it's worth brand whipped dessert topping, it goes good on everything. And I mean everything. Always use protection. And welcome back <laughs> from break. We hope that you enjoyed your break. Now, as you guys know, because Star Wars episode, whatever just came out, that we are going to honor them. So, Rue, why did Han Solo wait for Princess Leia to marry him? Um, He didn't? You know, they, they, you know, it's all because they had a kid first. And no, then they, they got married. He didn't want to force it. Oh. <laughs> okay, so that's a groaner dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of groaner dad jokes, it's time for the mailbag. All right, we've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. Yay! We love the mailbag because we get to listen to things from our our lovely, lovely listeners. All right. So thank you so much for sending them in. Read the first one, Rue. I'm actually going to pass this over to Voss. <laughs> okay, okay. Hi, Rue and Tugs. River here. My friend Blitz and I have a question. What is a Sergal and where the heck did they come from? Well, and in case you didn't know yet, I am a Sergal, so I have firsthand knowledge of this. Uh, Sergals originally came years ago from an artist in Japan who wanted to create their own species and drew from a whole bunch of different things. Um, the biggest inspiration coming from actually Ace Combat, the jet fighter game. Trying to get the, all these hard angles and everything in to create their species. And then they did it. It exploded and then became pretty prominent on the internet for a while. Then... The creator stepped away for a while with due to personal life and then came back recently and exploded again. And they have their own comics, their own series. They're pretty out there right now. Awesome. So why are they shaped like a piece of cheese? I have no idea where that came from. Where, just, where did that come from? It was just because of the angular shape from their heads that people decided that they fit perfectly within cheese wheels because they always have that perfect slice right out. That's true. You know what, Rue? Since you started talking about food, I forgot to say this at the beginning of the show, and so I'm going to ask you now between emails. Did you see they made Lucky Charms Frosted Flakes? They they did what? Lucky Charms Frosted Flakes. Really? Yeah. Like, that's like diabetes in a box. <laughs> that's what you are. That would kill me. Okay. So, <laughs> but that sounds actually pretty good. I mean... I, have a, I, I haven't opened the box. I have. All right. And then, uh, did we... Who's reading the next email? I believe that's me. Go. This is... Uh, okay, this next one. Okay, are we ready? For it? You yes. Want, you want it? You want it? Well, I want <laughs> it. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me. Oh, I just... Breathe in my microphone hair. 
Why is your microphone hairy? <coughs> I don't know. It looks like Einstein. You should clean your microphone. Uh, needs a face. Okay, anyway. um, Hi, for what it's worth. Simone again. Wish you a bright 2018. I've recommended the show to some friends, and some are really subscribing. Really subscribing. This message to my friend... This message goes to my friends in China. I know you're listening. Comment on iTunes. Send in the emails. This is the... This is supporting the show, and you don't need to pay to get your name heard on the show. So send your email, love and cookies, to our Rue and Tugs, and don't be afraid of writing in English. It's okay to make some mistakes or use Chinglish. I still make grammar mistakes from time to time. What the fuck is Chinglish? China English. That sounds apparently. really racist. <laughs> but he said it's it. Similar to English. It's like Spanglish, I guess. Well, hi Simone. Hi Simone, oh, thank you for sending that in. Uh, I really appreciate it. To, That's awesome. To further your point, I'm Simone. glad that you've always been there to support us and um, help us out to to translate things. Um, yes, it's it's awesome to have you have your support for the show. And to further Rue's uh, statements, and also to tie into your email, I'm now going to say your name, and you didn't pay for it, Simone. <laughs> <laughs> Your friends could also do that. Well, you know what? That's it for the mailbag, so let's go ahead and zip it right back up. Oh, man. Zip. All right. That means it's time for housekeeping. So, Yay. for housekeeping, you guys have been wonderful. Please continue doing this. Comment on the show site. It makes it look like people listen to the show. And it also gives some pretty good discussion points, which there have been in the last episode and a couple before that we got this week. Really good. Come join our Telegram chat. Grim. S- Telegram chat. You keep it. Okay, fine, whatever. Yes, um, go ahead and join us. Um, how you find out about it is you can send us a message on Telegram. I mean, not Telegram. Um, well, yes, you can message us on Telegram at, at Wine Red Fox, or you can uh, message us on Twitter, or you could send us an email, and we'll make sure to add you. Just make sure that your permissions are um, able to have other people add you to groups. Speaking of Twitter, we are on Twitter at For What It's Worth. We are on Facebook. Search for it because Rue doesn't know how to find URLs. And then we're also on Google Plus as Plus For What It's Worth. I want to extend a thank you to Mr. Tugs for joining us from good old China, right? Yeah. You're in China. Almost Seattle. (laughs) In good old Seattle, Washington. So thank you so much for joining us um, via the internet. And I also want to um, thank our lovely, lovely audio guy, Voss, and also our guest, Mr. You know, I want to keep calling you Balloon, because Dude, that's how I got yeah, to know yeah, you. That's, that's fine. That's what... But thank you so much for joining us, Aki. We really, really appreciate it. And also Fire We breath. also wanted to say <laughs> thank you to Fire Breath. I'm sorry, Tugs. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I just wanted to make sure we didn't forget him. We love you, Fire yes. Breath. Continue being awesome. So um, I did want to ask you, is there anything that you want to, to say as far as anything, you know, how to pimp, pimp yourself? How to pimp yourself? Like, go ahead and pimp yourself. <laughs> like, how do people commission you? <laughs> oh, you mean... Tell me. us, tell us okay. what you've got going on in your you life, like, causes. Like advice on that. <laughs> like, what? Um, so what do you mean? Like, uh, Anyth- how do people commission me? Like, yeah, like, do you want commissions? Do you do um, those anymore? 
I do. Um, currently, I've got a bit of a backlog, um, but they are always accepted. Um, right now, I just need to finish that backlog. Um, but I am primarily on DeviantArt and for Affinity. Those two are kind of my... I'll, I always upload to both, so and I can be reached on both. Um, my DeviantArt is just BT-BT-BT. I'm going there now. <laughs> Which is probably a, a little weird to figure out um and my fur affinity is just toes literally just just toes i don't know how i got that name oh you're really lucky and yeah. and congratulations on the new kids yeah you heard about that did you no i just went to your deviant <laughs> oh that's right yeah i posted about that yeah they were just born eight weeks ago and i have twins and they are keeping me up at night and i'm very tired now i'm just imagining like little baby balloons <laughs> I don't even know how to draw that. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming and joining us. We really appreciate it. You are very welcome, and I'm very local, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, next episode is going to be about tattoos and body modifications in the fandom. So, we want to hear from from you guys about what tattoos do you get? Like, what do furries get for tattoos? Um, and we also want to touch on body modification. So if you have any sort of, if you have a split tongue, if you have <laughs> gigantic gauges, different things like that, or our surgical, surgical implants, please send us a message. We want to know about your nubbin. Yes. <laughs> All right. Before- Anything else that you want to hear from that particular topic, Tux? Uh, no, just inspirations. If your tattoos tied to your... Uh, presence in the furry fandom um, those kinds of things maybe some of the coolest furry tattoos you've seen etc 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 you want to see the one I designed that I'm considering getting awesome ahead of time there you go that is epic that is epic I know right so Um, I I also (laughs) want to know like whether or not that you have a you have a paw tattoo like it's it seems like that most of the time that there is some sort of like stereotype that furries have to have some sort of paw tattoo i don't so i don't know that's something that i've just seen or on their car yeah or on their car (laughs) so before we go rue i have one more for you oh what's that how do you make siri wet i i don't know place your iphone under a faucet i don't get it i don't either (laughs) it's called an anti-joke I didn't know we were doing bad dad jokes at the end. I'm full of them. What do you mean at the end? There was nothing about the end that was relevant to that. All right, Rue, do the thing. All right, this has been Rue. This is Dad Jokes. This is Voss. This is Balloon. And you're listening to For What, for it's, what worth. it's Worth. You have to say it. For What It's Worth. Yes. Sorry, I didn't do it. <laughs>